Welcome, everyone, to The Joey Harris Show. I'm your host, Joey Harris. You can get me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I am at The Joey Harris. Joey Harris Comedy at gmail.com is the email address. And I am pleased to have with me Bert Blylevin's favorite real estate agent in Fayetteville, North Carolina, Nan Feebig. How are you? Oh, I'm well. It's good to see your face, hear your voice. Happy opening day, seeing a bird fly eleven. Happy opening day. It is opening day, and uh, although Bert retired, didn't he? He's he, he retired has. last year, isn't that what, what was? Uh, his? Yeah, I think so. Maybe two years ago. Yeah, he's still around. He's still that hot guy in town. You know what? Uh, tied for my all-time favorite Chris Berman nickname, Bert Be Home Bly Levin. Along with, with okay, Andre Bad Moon Rising. (laughs) (laughs) Those were my two favorite Uh, Chris Berman nicknames. Well done, well done. Yeah, we love a good ginger. Burp Lilibin, excellent ginger. So it's always good. They kind of stand out. Those ginger. So he he's done well for the people, the ginger people. The ginger people are. Are you a representative? Mm -hmm. Do you speak for the gingers? I do not speak for the gingers. Just as a consumer, uh, no, I'm not a consumer, <laughs> an appreciator of the gingers, I let, can say Bert's done a great job. Let's go with appreciator. I don't there know you if you go, consume not, the gingers. Well, not that I you can, know. I can, well, that's true. That's true as well. <laughs> uh, so many things I could say right now. I, I'll, yep, although yep. I do. It's I a family do, show. Well, Manson family, maybe, but <laughs> I do enjoy a good ginger snap on occasion. I have to be in the mood for it. Like that that's not an everyday take out of the cookie jar. But when I'm in the mood for a good ginger snap, there's nothing like it. I agree. I agree. I, I agree. Good molasses. So we we briefly talked about this before we started recording. It is opening day. And I asked you if it was like house divided in your in your in your home because your Minnesota twins beat actually beat the Kansas City Royals, but you said that your husband was more of a St. Louis Cardinals fan that he'll pull for the Royals, but they're not maybe his number one team. Right. And I wonder if that's just by default because the Cardinals have been so good for, you know, a decade or whatever, twenty. Two, two decades, 20 years, um, except, you know, in 1991. Uh, but that's fine. We don't need to talk about it. Um, anywho, uh, <laughs> when the Twins actually beat the Cardinals, it's fine. It's taken us, we're almost at 30 years. It's cool. Um, but yeah, I, we were really excited when the Royals were on a great streak a couple of years ago. But um, yeah, it's, it's hard, you know, when the teams that you really want to root for just don't ever seem to make it up out of the basement off the first floor as it were well i must say though my oldest friend we've been friends for 40 years which just means we're both old my my good friend billy is a st louis cardinals fan and has been one mm-hmm. forever and you know we mm-hmm. we grew up like 15 20 miles apart from each other although i will say my next door neighbor the man who was like a grandfather to me was a lifelong st louis cardinals fan and i don't know if oh, it had 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 to do like if you could get them on the radio or maybe he got it when mm-hmm. he was in, in the army because um, at the time, we didn't have cable. Poor little bump in the road where I'm from. We just had the antenna. But, you know, NBC or either ABC, one of them would show the game of the week. I remember watching a lot mm-hmm. of ga- 
Yankees games, but I also remember watching yep. a lot of Cardinals games. Maybe that was it. I wonder if it's just one of those storied like baseball um, teams that's just always been around. You know, like like you said, like the Red Sox, um, White Sox, all of those. It's just one of those original like or so far back that nobody else can really remember. So I don't know. Well, that's I- interesting. I do know that kids of our age across the country, a lot of them are either Braves or Cubs fans because they had the cable TV and that's what they showed. If you got TBS or you got WGN, that's that's what you watch. And if, if your parents put you to bed earlier, you were a Cubs fan because for a long time they couldn't play night games because Wrigley Field didn't have lights. Yeah, that makes sense. So they, they, you come home, the game would be on. The Cubs are playing. The Cubs are playing all the time. I guess I'm a Cubs fan. That that was a lot there of people's. Go. That was a lot of people's uh, mindset. So, yep, s- stuff like that just fascinates me. But yeah, you know. and how it's passed down generations and and all of that. I just love it. Oh, Brings sure. families together. It it does, and you know, it gives it gives your uh, generations something to to talk about and to to carry on like traditions and stuff like that. Yep. Yep. But I get up in the mornings. Yep. And hopefully, hopefully we all do. You know, if I, if I don't, I don't worry about it. I'm, it's, it's over, you know, if oh, I'm not, no, I'll tell you problem. what, if, if I don't get up in the morning, it's someone else's problem. It's like the old joke. I've got to get up in the morning. You don't. Yep. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? But I get up in the morning. I make my coffee. I try to throw something up mainly on, um, a reel on Instagram, but I also share it to YouTube and I share it to um, TikTok, or at least most mo- most mornings I do. And I found something out last night, and I just had to share it this morning. And you responded, and we just we've got to talk about it. Mm-hmm, I talked mm-hmm. about let's unpack it. The woman that I live with, my wife, she who must be obeyed, <laughs> has a name for the has, record. Yes, it's yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I found out <laughs> last night, this is how she is when it comes to her foot apparel. She mm-hmm. is sock, shoe, tie the shoe, then sock, shoe, tie the other shoe. And mm-hmm. to me, that just sounds insane. To me, it should be sock, sock, shoe, tie, shoe, tie. Mm-hmm. And then I hear from my good friend Nan Phoebe. <laughs> Let's bring her into the, the middle of the night. <laughs> that you do the same thing as my wife. So I'm thinking, is it is it, you know, is it separated the male from the female, or 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 however, or is Ooh. it just is it? I just, just... figured it's because we were both brilliant and beautiful. But you know, what do I know? To me, though, I don't know. To me, uh, like, I was thinking about it today. Like, I thought about it for most of the day off and on. And I'm oh, like, oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> why, why am I sock, sock, shoe, okay. tie, shoe, tie? To me, it's, I think this is it, all right? If I am putting on my socks and all of a sudden something happens and I've got to take off running, I feel like I'm on an equal playing field. I've got at least two socks on. Okay. Now, if I have two socks on and, and a and a shoe, this is mm. what I'm saying though, and a shoe, okay. then I can either then I can either I guess like try to hit the other shoe as I'm taking off or kick 
the shoe I have on off, I'm still taking off. But to me, if you've got one sock and one shoe on, you're just clumping. And whatever you're running from, it is over. It is overtaking you. You are dead. I see. Or whatever you were going toward is probably over. So then I tried to do what we're all supposed to do and put yourself into the other person's shoes, metaphorically speaking. Indeed. And I'm thinking maybe it's like a completion thing. Like I'm starting out on the left foot. Mm-hmm. So so you're barefoot. You're starting out with the left foot. Does that mean you've got to do everything that is involved with the left foot before you move to the right foot? Is that what it is? It could be. It could be. I don't have a really good scientific-based answer for you. I just know that's what makes sense. Um, and honestly, I hadn't thought about it until... Your, I, I've heard the whole like sock shoe tie, whatever, like, but I hadn't ever, maybe it's because I saw your face on my phone and I was like, oh, let's see what Joey has to say. But when I like prepare myself to do my exercising or whatever it is, I, I just get it all done. Now, here is, I'm going to throw a little monkey wrench at you. The shoes that I use for exercising, my walking, my whatever, cardio, etc. I have them tied already. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they're knotted because the laces are kind of short and I just got so tired of having to mess with it every time. So I guess I skip a step. So I don't know if this just throws your theory out the window, but I do sock shoe and then sock shoe. No, because usually if I'm wearing, you see, I'm going to show you the shoe I currently wear has no, mm-hmm. it's just a slide in. But yep. if I'm wearing a shoe that is tied, I usually already have them tied just like you and I can just slide my okay. foot right in. But got it. While you were talking, I realized something else. It's not exact mm-hmm. like like the being able to run thing plays a part in it. But I realized as I'm getting dressed, it's underwear, undershirt, then socks before I put my pants on and my. Because uh, so that's why I, I I you don't put your socks oh, okay. on before you put your pants on. No, no, okay. that's the last step. But no. Okay. All right. But- do you, are you a right leg, left leg kind of guy? Are you an all at once kind of guy? No, no. I know those all at once people, and I don't think they bathe regularly. Because <laughs> I'm like, how much time are you really saving? And they're like, let's jump in with both feet. And I'm like, no. Yeah, no, no. One leg, no, one leg at one leg at a time. And my psychopath, they don't need to do that. Genetically, I realized this. I am always going to be predisposed to being heavier. So I always have a constant battle with my weight. Now, it used to be much heavier than I am now because of the weight loss surgery. But being overweight, you've got to be careful lifting your leg up and putting it in a jean. So I have to like make sure I'm steady and, 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 and putting on the pant one leg at a time. Now, I couldn't tell you I'd have to go in the other room and take off my pants and then put them back on to see if I do the same leg every time. Now, that I don't know because mm. I've never paid much attention to it. But I do, I do the one leg at a time. So, okay. What okay. about you? Are you both legs? Did I? Oh, no. No, like you said, I'm, I'm not. I, I have all my faculties about me. Um, no, always right. Always, always right leg. Always then, then left leg. But that probably is because I'm predisposed to use my right hand. Now, I can bat left-handed and golf left-handed, but everything else, I'm a righty. Now, I am the opposite. I am a left-handed person, but I bat right. I don't, I'm assuming mm. that I golf right, too, because the only time that I ever golfed, I was being taught um, by a teacher, and he only had right-handed clubs. So, 
Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I was taught to bat left-handed by my father, who is a huge baseball enthusiast. Um, and he decided that when my sister and I were learning how to play baseball, that by the time we were old enough, that women would be in pro baseball. So he wanted us to be the, the two steps closer to first base. Um, you see how that's gone, of course. But I appreciated the foresight with which he uh, taught my sister and me how to play baseball. Whenever I tried to bat left, though, what really threw me off more than anything was having to actually turn and go towards. You are closer, but the turning just threw me off. Yeah. Plus, plus, I was once thrown out from left field to first base. So, wow. I was a slow kid and out of shape. (laughs) That's all that there is to it. But you were out there trying, Joey. I was. I was out there. I was out there trying. Bless my heart as the children. Bless your open heart. My watch was going crazy. I don't know what it was trying to tell me to do, but I didn't do it. That's good. Uh, Don't obey the gods. You sent me something the other day where, um, much like a Seinfeld episode, do you watch Seinfeld? Are you up with Seinfeld? I, uh, well, I mean, it's, you know, I appreciate Seinfeld. I have seen some episodes, not all. I have a friend who is a huge, like, he knows all the, so whenever I send him a GIF or a GIF or whatever, it's usually Seinfeld theme. So I have an appreciation. There was an episode where George is sweating profusely after a, a, a time at the gym, and they said, why didn't you use the shower? He said, I did take a shower, and it didn't take. <laughs> Apparently, you had a similar situation. You're like, I had a horrible uh, shower, so I don't know what was going on there. But I told you, I said, we're going to unpack this here. Uh, so let's get our suitcases was, out. We're unpacking. All right, here we go. Click, click, slap. All right. So it was just dissatisfactory in general. I could not get the temperature right. The water pressure was not adequate. Like I appreciate a very warm shower that, you know, volcanic, not a, I, I'm not opposed to it. I need a good shower pressure. Like I want it to like, I don't need to scrub. The water should just take off all the dirt. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. None of that was happening. And then like the towel was still like, I don't know why it was damp. I didn't have the opportunity to get another towel. It wasn't damp all the way around. It's like in the one spot, like, ugh, the shampoo was runny, didn't foam, just dissatisfactory all the way around. Now, is this at your home? Well, yes, it is. But now I, uh, I find that showers can be, you can just like, a sh- how do I say this? At a hotel, you can usually get a really good shower. I think people anticipate. So they have good, you know, they've got hot water heaters in every room. They've got really good water pressure, all that. Residence halls where I have lived, not always so good. You got a shower head and like three or four of the little little sprays are going like southeast or whatever. <laughs> so you're like, well, I'll just deal with it. I don't know. Yes, it is at my home. It is at my home. The children's shower that they use has much better water pressure. So I don't know if just the five feet separate us i'm not quite sure what the difference is but i just couldn't quite get the water like i can deal without the water pressure if the temperature is right because then it's just scalding and you don't know what's happening i just couldn't get the handle like in the right plot you know oh no i get it uh and everyone knows with a with a shower handle a quarter of an inch is a thousand degrees either way it is it is 
And let me say this to everyone out there on the email chains and the Twitter and the Instagram and especially that Pinterest. Quit trying to push those take a cold shower is better for you things on us. No. Not nope. interested. Nope. Not, Not interested. interested. Could Not care interested. less. Like, I don't, it makes me viscerally upset to take a cold shower. Like I, you know, the cold plunge or like polar plunge, fine. That's by choice. When you wake up and you don't have hot water and you have, oh, nope. It just starts your day off just on the wrong foot. Nope. Nope. Not doing it. And I I just have no time for those people. Nope. They have time for us. I'd rather just like not eat like Skittles or something like for whatever the effect is. Right. They're like, they're like, it will lower your, it will lower your heartbeat. So we're getting shot. (laughs) Exactly. So exactly. Uh, What is my alternative? I will take getting shot. Yeah. You're like. And so I'm like, so you mean not have it as hot or or, or what? What? Uh, what are you saying here? <laughs> They're like, no, you need to prove yourself against the elements. I'm just trying to get clean. No, exactly. Exactly. And if we didn't live domesticated lives, then that might be something. But like we do. So I might as well just enjoy my warm shower. We're not. It's not coming out of a bucket. It's not like out of a jug in a tree. We just want a hot shower. <laughs> So there you go. Thank you for listening to my rant. Absolutely. I'm I'm here for you because as I told you, like a shower, like and 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 you also brought up the question, like sometimes we fight it so much. We know it's going to be Yes. Better Why for you know we're gonna feel shower. Yeah, but is we're comfortable where we are. We know we're gonna have to eventually take off clothes. It's going to be cold. We're going to yep. fight. We, we don't know exactly what's going on. And it's better to just uh, sit there because afterwards yep. you're you're like you're, you're reaching for the towel. And sometimes it's damp. Sometimes yeah. it's damp and you're the only person there and it's not precisely humid. And I'm like, and, you, uh-huh. and you're like, Wait, what? Just, what madman came, took a quiet <laughs> shower, dried off and then left? Uh, and then getting out of the shower too. Like why I put off getting out of the shower. I'm like, you have to do it. You have to start your day. You cannot stay it. Like if I could be paid to just be in the shower, I would like, but you have to get out. You have to move on. Another, another episode of Seinfeld. That was Kramer. He there goes, why am I fighting to get out of the shower? I need to stay in yes. the shower. So he got the waterproof phone. He was cooking in there. <laughs> He had somebody. Um, he had somebody install a garbage disposal in his drain, so he just turned it on, and he was making oh, like gross. radish roses and stuff like that in there. Residents, when I was an RA way back in the day, we had a bath with a shower. There was just four of us on on the hall, and this girl would wash her dishes in the tub. Oh my gosh, I haven't thought about her for years. Um, and she would wear black when she was feeling happy, and white when she was not feeling so great so there might have been you know it was just it was before we sort of embraced different personalities you remember the 90s um anyway yeah that's wild oh Steinfeld that's funny you all didn't now don't now don't bring up her real name but you all weren't like like because this would totally be me I'm just gonna throw myself out there oh hopefully I've grown as a person in the 23 years since the end of the 90s you all didn't give her like some name like there comes crazy Christina again. She's wearing black. 
No, I think we were all, and for the life of me, I can't remember her name. Um, she never passed room inspections, though. She had she had a couple things going on. Um, no, I don't think she had a name. I think we all just were like, let's be as, let's give her as wide a berth as possible. Um, and just like, if she needs us, she'll come find us. Kind of one of those sorts of things. I get that. I, I get that. You meet interesting people in in yep. colleges every single day oh man oh man every single day now yep. we're, we're going to pivot just a little bit all right i'm ready um this is my metaphorical magic wand and nan gets Ooh. a night to herself and nan decides she's going to a movie oh it's, it's a it's a you're not a movie person no, I don't like the public um, that comes with the movie, usually. Like, there's an art house movie theater here in Fable. You may remember it's downtown. Um, there's, it's usually, people are very good. They put away their phones and, like, they watch the movie. Like, they care. But the other, you know, the other movie theaters, like, I, I don't want to listen to the public talk through the movie that I paid $9 million to see. So I derailed your idea. But no, 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 that, no. We're going to get it I back. On, we're we're going to get it back on track. We're, we're, okay. This is the metaphorical magic wand. It's going to be, you're going in the okay. afternoon and there's no, going to be nobody else in the theater. Oh, even better. What would you go see? A comedy. Okay. All right. Now, is this one of those, are you one of those people? I don't think you are, but I don't make judgments. That just goes and I've got to enjoy the movie so I can't do anything else. Or are you like, I need a good snack. And if so, what are you eating? Must have popcorn. Popcorn is my favorite food, my favorite snack, my favorite, um, like, everything of all things. So must have popcorn. If, and a huge Diet Coke. Like that, if I could pick a meal for the rest of my life, it would be popcorn and Diet Coke. Um, I get it at Target because the Target popcorn is so good not since covid they've cheated since covid and i'm i'm calling out target i'm adding target here anyway um but a good fountain diet coke maybe a little vanilla popcorn put all the butter on it because you're there you might as well the butter's free you've already paid six thousand dollars for the popcorn the butter's already free so yeah i mean like do and you, i'll get the giant bucket like this like you're you're just climbing in and i will I eat my way in. out yes yeah, so i get yep. it I get yep it. that and, sounds like a dream and your trough of Diet Coke and your, yep. your bucket of popcorn. <laughs> now, do you layer your popcorn? Are you familiar with the layering? Yes. If, if given the opportunity, I will. I will. Okay. But I'll also just do a good shake to try and circulate it. This is the thing. I, I totally get it. I totally get it. Mm -hmm. Here is my only issue, and I haven't had anybody who's been able to fully help me. I then have to grab like 40 million napkins because yes. my hands are greasy and I don't want to come out like, what right. did that man do in there? <laughs> what movie was he watching? Yes, exactly. Now, I know there are people that will like put different things in the popcorn. I'm a popcorn purist, but are you the type of guy who would put some M&Ms in there for like a little sweet surprise? What is I've your, your snack choice? I've done that before, and I do enjoy a good M and M. I like those large boxes that somehow yeah. are are just like that at the movie theaters. Now you can get those large boxes at other places, but it's not the same as getting it at the movie theater. And yep. I don't know why. Agreed. But now I've gotten to the point where I get my my trough of Diet Coke, I get my bucket, and I get my little thing of candy. I go. I like to go in the afternoons because there's usually less people. 
And mm-hmm. I put my I put my popcorn in the seat beside me because there's not going to be nice. anybody in that seat. And I just leave it for a little while. I eat my candy first. Ooh, interesting. interesting. And then I go to the popcorn because by that time, like all of the flavor has coalesced. And by that time, hopefully we've, we've reached at least the trailers and we've passed mm-hmm. the 40 minutes of commercials that we need to do. Right. Exactly. Have your, the hot dog talk and whatever. Yeah. Have your next party at the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> Call no, Jerry and ask. Yeah. <laughs> I will even go like we, uh, my family, I, I am not a Marvel like superhero person. It's fine. I appreciate. I feel like I'm appreciating a lot of things without knowing a lot about them this sure. evening. Anyway, so we have like the popcorn subscription bucket, which you can get a free refill or very cheap refill when you're there. So we'll just dive in and like eat one whole bucket before the dang movie starts. And then we're like, oh, good, more popcorn. Yay. In fact, one way that I will allow them to leave, I allow them to leave. It's not like they're being kept here. I just say, all right, you got to bring home me. You got to bring me home some popcorn. So I usually get movie theater popcorn without having to go to the movie. It's a great hack. I am all I am fully aware of the movie theater subscription bucket. Yes. Because two years before I knew you, that summer was the Jonas Brothers movie, and I rocked the Jonas Brothers bucket all summer long. Come on, buddy. Come on. Went with my went with our, our mutual friend TJ and you know, two uh. big Two big guys with our Jonas Brothers buckets. <laughs> the Jonas Brothers are having a bit of a renaissance. I'm here for it. They are. Uh, they're doing. They're having a good. Uh, a good little comeback here. Or as, maybe they as, never left. I don't. As know. one does. As one does. As one does. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Real Jonas Brothers fans know that they never left. They never left. <laughs> could not like name you a Jan- Could whatever. not Jan- name you a Jonas Brothers song. Gun to my head. I'd be just like. Nope. Um, nope. Jimmy we said, even had a Jonas brother come to eat, NU, and I'm like, Oops. I saw that. Jo- Jimmy said, "Eat more spaghetti" is one of their biggest hits. Very That's good. not a Jonas brother song. Well, you're not as big a fan as I thought you were. They have a deep catalog. Let's unpack uh, some books because I know you're a Ooh. big reader. And what are you reading yeah. lately? Um, I had a disappointing read it was like it was so i'm not even gonna talk about that one because it wasn't very good um but i did just finish barbara king solver's demon copperhead which was incredible incredible um it was i listened to it on audiobook and it was 21 hours on audiobook so i can imagine the book is like that but it was just fantastic um it takes place in western like the southwest corner of virginia which is i lived very close to there so um it's just some of the most beautiful territory in the whole world but so it takes place there in you know really depressed kind of circumstances um in the late 80s early 90s which was kind of fun to hear some of those things but it was it follows a kid named demon well his name is Danon, but everybody calls him demon so um it was just tremendous so that was one that i would um put up for consideration it was oprah's what like her last pick in 2022 um and then i listened to her most recent one which is called hello beautiful which is also lovely so um how about you what have you been up to i just finished the i want to look at it and make sure i get it right um
The Secret History of Wonder Woman. Ooh. Are you familiar with The Secret History of Wonder Woman? I'm not. I mean, I'm familiar with Wonder with Woman, Wonder but Woman. not The Secret History. Yeah. The man who created Wonder Woman, uh, Dr. William Moulton Marston, led an interesting life. Um, mm-hmm. He was part of, at the time, very controversial, although they all uh, denied it to their graves, a throuple. Um, I wasn't and, expecting that, but and, a very different way. Oh, you cut out. Why can I oh, sorry. Hold on. Can you hear me this now? Me. This is thrilling. Did I hit something? I may have hit something. Hold on. Can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you. Can you, can you hear, hear me? me? I, I cannot hear you. Mm. Maybe I did something. Can okay. you hear me now? I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm leaving that in, folks. This is li- this okay, is cool. live. We're 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 going we're through rolling. Yeah. At least I didn't cuffing. And he fathered children by both of these women and then told one of them that their that their father died when they were very young and later on the woman who's writing this i i got the audio book as well so i could follow along i was reading it on kindle so sometimes she read to me and sometimes (laughs) i read read to myself and i get i get the impression that even later on in life half of the children was like we kind of knew what was going on. And the other half were like, nope, dad died when we were young and this man just Whoa. took him. And they're That's like, wild. but it's also like the woman, one of the women in that group in the home, um, her aunt was uh, Margaret Sanger from Pla- from Planned Parenthood. Oh. So it's, yeah. all, it's all mixed up in there. And I got to the end of the book and it was okay. And I'm like, you know, it just wasn't really impressive, but I was part of a reading challenge that I was doing and I needed a, a book for Women's History Month. So I, I mm-hmm. picked that one. Then uh, the audio book ends and I'm like, I've got like 200 pages left on this book. What is going on? Well, most of that is the footnotes. But oh, okay. there was a brand new afterwards that was included in my Kindle book. That was just fascinating because the woman talked about after the book came out and she was um, contacted by that because she's like very few of the letters existed because she was at the end of the book. She was talking about how like as these women grew older and died, they like destroyed their journals and their letters and all that. She's like very little of it exists. But she was contacted by either the grandson or the son of one of the women who kept like letters that they had sent him. And one of them was, you, we will tell you the story. You cannot ask us about it. It will never be talked about again. And you cannot write it down anywhere. Wow. Um, but the person who said that says, yeah, they came over and says, you can't, and like, he kind of like, verbatim what they said and they're like yep that's that's exactly what happened he was your your father he was it you know and they went through and gave the author all of these um notes and stuff and she was like i was under the impression that this had happened but in all actuality this had happened 
So I was wrong. So she's like, this is where I was right. This is where I was wrong. So it, it kicked it up another notch for me. So I just Ooh, finished that. Interesting. I just finished that yesterday. Um, I am reading a book called Chicago Confidential about the um, United States um, Congress look into organized crime and the key mm -hmm. hearings of the 50s. Uh, based on this, um, it's a fictional character who gets involved with basically every major news story of the 20th century. And you're like, how uh, is it? Yep. You're like, how is that possible? And it's like very easy because of this. Very easy. Yep. Yeah. Like it starts out um, in the 30s where Al Capone has just been. Um, tried and convicted and he's waiting out his time and he's like i'm about to get out they're going to overturn this but frank's going to frank nitty frank's going too far so he basically hires this guy to be like frank wants to take out the mayor of chicago and he's going to bring the wrong kind of heat for that you've got to protect this guy well so he's following the mayor around the mayor goes down to um miami and gets caught in a bullet from this gunman who was shooting at FDRs right before FDR has been elected but has not been inaugurated yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he's on this big whistle stop tour to thank all of these people yep. for electing him and all that. And they frame it as a ass assassination attempt on the president. And this guy and the author looks at it's like, no, I'm convinced that he was shooting at the mayor. And so hmm. Frank and so Frank Nitty really does assassinate the mayor of Chicago and and does and doesn't get any flack for it because they think this guy was trying to shoot at the president. Hmm. So then it goes into the next year and um the the mob gets involved in the banks and stuff like that and it's when dillinger is robbing the bank so he's involved in, yep. in that and babyface nelson and all of, and all of that and it weaves in and out all of these things um and i'm making my way through the series chronologically so i've made it up to the to the 50s the one after this one talks about the red scare of the mid 50s with the mccarthy hearings and the Ro the Rosenbergs and that one's a, he's got the best titles for it that that one's called better De better dead comes from the old saying better dead than red yep. um, he does one about Marilyn Monroe it's called bye bye baby he does two because this the author researches there was an attempted assassination of JFK in early November in Chicago that this guy oh found out so he wrote a book about that called target lancer and then his book about the kennedy assassination is called uh ask not mm -hmm. uh, and then he's got one about the dr sam shepherd case called do no harm um so i'm i'm, I'm reading through that That's right great. Now. that sounds great um still working my way through stephen king's fairy tale it's 600 pages though i'm like Whew. man um and uh, I think I'm on page 420. Um, hey, that's pretty good. But I've been reading it since September. <laughs> Just, you know, that's how you eat an elephant, one bite at a time. Okay. Right, okay. right. And 
I've been listening to a couple of different Stephen King podcasts and it's grown my appreciation of him even more because I think we've talked about this before. Um, people like get King and they put him in that box. Oh, he's the horror guy. And I don't. And uh, I think that those people are missing out because he's done some really great stuff. That it's not horror. Stand by me, the green mile, um, Shawshank redemption, Eleven twenty two sixty three, but I also think like my first book of his, I, I saw the It miniseries in nineteen ninety. I was twelve years old. Two months later, I turned thirteen. Hard for life. <laughs> yeah, two months later, I turned thirteen, and with my birthday money, I bought the paperback of It, and it could stop mm-hmm. a bullet. It could stop a bullet. It's almost twelve hundred pages. Yep. And took me almost a year to finish it. I was a much slower reader then, and life interfered, and I've slept since then. Um, but I will say, and and that that does absolutely. Everybody knows, even if you don't know anything. Oh, scary clown monster type thing. I, I I get it, but that is also the best description I have ever read of what childhood is like. I wish it were twice as long. Mm. And that mm. all the extra stuff was just childhood stuff because he nails it. Now, there mm-hmm. is my favorite King book, and I would say it's 97% perfect. But that 3%, buddy, whoo. Oh, rough. Yeah, it, it is rough. There's one scene in particular, and if anybody who's ever read it is listening right now, they're like, oh, we know the scene. Oh, we know. No, we, know we know the scene. But... I will also, this is a this is an Easter egg for you if you ever decide to read it or if you've got friends deciding to read it, you can always say it. There's one character. He also needed a better proofreader because there's one character who changes religions in the middle of the summer. Oh, and, no. Well, not, not majorly, uh, but in June, he's a Methodist. By August, he and his parents are full Catholic, buddy. Oh, that's a big shift. <laughs> that is a big shift. I, like, you recommended his book, uh, Stephen King's book on writing, and mm-hmm. I've been waiting forever. I've got it on Libby, like waiting to, to have it, is, it, but I can't it, wait. I would say to people, like, if you don't think you'd like anything else, King, read that. It will change. It will mm-hmm. honestly change your life. Yeah, um, I'm excited about it. Um, but he's also done like Salem's Lot. Yes, it's a book about vampires, but it's also a book about small town America dying. Mm. And what that and what that means for people, both to me, both The Shining and Misery are about addiction and what addiction mm-hmm. uh, does to you. Um, in fact, he has now said, being many years sober, that there are books he doesn't remember writing. He doesn't. Oh remember. wow! Like Cujo, he's like, I have no idea what was going on. With mm. that. He's like, it's an okay book. It's not bad. He doesn't like Tommy Knockers as much because. He, it was not just the alcohol then. He was deep into pills and cocaine and alcohol, wow. all, all the stuff. Hmm. Um, but this is, I'm, I'm not telling tales out of school. He has been public with this. Yeah. His, his, wife, yeah, yeah. his wife staged an intervention um, and poured out like everything that he had done on his wastebasket. And I believe, in, wow. you know, it was like, it's, it's either this or it's me and the kids. You can't have both. And if it's mm-hmm. this, that's fine. Yeah. We're leaving. So, yeah. And so he got he got help um, with that. Wow. Do you have a an author like that? You're like, yep. Yeah, just bring me, just bring me everything. Every time that there's something new, 
Yep. Yep. It's actually Barbara Kingsolver. Um, I have read the Poisonwood Bible at least once. I've got it. I, uh, I'm going to read it again. Um, just everything, anything she touches, I'm like, please, yes, let's do it. Um, she just has such a beautiful way of writing that the the place is also a character, like this most recent Demon Copperhead. Um, West, Southern, Southwestern Virginia was a character. Um, and just, it was, so anything she does, and she goes way back. Um, and she does, has done some wonderful things with nature. And I think she is like a trained botanist, maybe. I think, um, anyway, so place and nature and how it affects sort of what we do and who we are is one of the through lines for all of her stuff. She wrote some beautiful things that took place in the Southwest, like Arizona, New Mexico. They're just haunting and gorgeous. So um, anyway, yeah, that's one that I just love. I, I will say yes, anytime. I will say this. I've never read the Poisonwood Bible. Anytime I've ever been in any relationship. Oh, geez. That was longer than a date or two. If we're going somewhere overnight, somehow I'm going to wake up and there's going to be a copy of the Poisonwood Bible just staring me in the face. <laughs> it's great. Do you know the premise on it? I, I have no clue. Like I've looked oh at that. I could, I could point that cover out across yep. a muddy field. I'm like, I've yep. got it. That's it. That's the Poisonwood Bible. Don't have a clue as to what's going on. Yep. Don't have a clue as to what's going on. That's it's about a missionary family that goes to Africa, um, and some of the best. And it comes. It's told from several different standpoints of of people. But one of my favorite lines is, um, oh, "Oh, it's the one of the little kids is like, uh, baby Jesus doesn't like that. Like usually referring to things that you shouldn't be doing, pointing out sin the way young people like to do. Oh, baby Jesus doesn't like that. So anyway, yep." Yeah, just every single time. It's like me and Barbara King Solvers, yeah. like right there on the bedside table, you know? <laughs> you and the Gideons uh, and the Mormons and Barbara King Silver. And Barbara King Pretty Kingsolver. good company. Pretty good company. <laughs> it's like it's like the uh, the late uh, comedian Tim Wilson always talked about. He goes, man, the Mormons, they try to push that Book of Mormon on you, don't they? And they're like, read the they Book really of do. Mormon. And he's like, I hadn't finished the Bible yet. I ain't got time <laughs> for Jesus, much less Jesus the Western. Jesus <laughs> the Western. Uh, Jesus 2.0. Don really likes it. Maybe I'll send you this copy of uh, the Poisonwood Bible the next time. And you and Ashlyn can work through it. We'll work through it. We'll read pages to each other. <laughs> Guess what? It, it, it was so funny. No, not, not funny. The situation was not funny. What was happening in the situation was funny. When they sent the world home three years ago. Mm -hmm. Yes, three years ago this month, man. I set up in my office and was trying to just make sure that the building was still there and my nine residents were still there while trying to keep up with the residents I sent home. Hey, is everything okay? Can I help you in any way? She set up in the living room. And at the time, my office was on the other side of my living room. So I could hear her. She could hear me. So I'm doing things. Most of mine was typing and emailing to, to people. And she's doing Zooms and Skypes and all yeah, that with her, and all that. With, with wow. her class, right? Mm. But in the afternoons, she would split them up like, all right, from one to one thirty, this group will zoom in. And it was a reading groups. 
And she had mm-hmm. the advanced group and the middle group and the not so advanced group. I can't remember what mm-hmm. middle group was reading. The advanced group was reading some young adult novel about the Holocaust and they were getting really deep into it and by their feelings and all that. And it was just so emotional. And the 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 lower group. Right. Uh, was discussing what was Flat Stanley going to do today. <laughs> and, I I would love inter- Flat Stanley. and I would be interested. Flat like, what, is, what is Flat what is Stanley going to do? Is he today? going to Congress today? Or is today the day he explores the sewers? And they're like, they're like, Mrs. Harris, I really enjoy and want to learn more about where Flat Stanley goes. And she's like, that's good. It'll help you with your reading comprehension. Meanwhile, those other, and it was mostly, I, I should say, mostly, mostly girls. They're mostly females. Not always. Two guys. But they're all, they're crying. Mrs. Harris, why do people have to be like that? And what is genocide and why is it real? be friends i'm i was not yeah i'm not making fun of that but it was just a no it was just like it's two separate worlds and they, they were in the same class and kudos to your wife for being able to straddle all of that and go from conversations about flat family in the sewer to why you know one group of people is not as important as anyone else so that's impressive in she, within the span of half an hour right and she would read the, i can't even remember now what the the book was it may have been hatchet because she likes to read that to her kids oh, another year. good one too yeah um it, but it was something like that no no it was lost in a mountain in maine um lost oh in yeah maine. Told yeah. Me about that one. yeah um i had and, owen read it he really liked it and so we're we're um she was reading a chapter of them she would record herself there and I think she had mm-hmm. me read the chapter to them, but that that is the part that's the only part that I missed about the lockdown. All of these authors going, look, if you all want to read out loud, I will waive. You can you have my permission to okay. do it. Like I know, like I know J.K. Rowling did it, and other people do it. Like go go forth, like yeah, entertain, yes. do whatever. Yep. You, yep. we're all we're all in the same in the same boat. I do appreciate things like that. I think we got that part right. We got so much wrong, but I think we did yeah. get that part right. Yep. So, do you have, and I'm I'm, I'm throwing this on you, and if you don't, that's fine. If you're going to take a second, do you have any questions for me? No. Okay. I don't. I wish I'd known to think about it. But I also feel like, you know, I'll be like, Joey, I'll just text you a question. Like, oh, what do you think about this? Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm not prepared. Anytime, day or night, you can always text me a question. Now, if it's in the middle of the this night, I will answer you at 5 a.m. That's, that's when I get up. Same thing. Um, are you a 5 a.m. riser? I am. 5.15, that alarm goes off. And it's starting, like, the brain is starting to wake up before 5.15, which is irritating. But, you know, that's what I can get the things done that I need to get done. Exercise, pack lunches, have a little bit of peace. This morning, woke up, and I, I do this. If I wake up before the alarm goes off, you got to check the clock to see how much longer you get to yes. sleep. Every time. This morning it was the clock said four fifty nine. I'm like, well, I'm I'm up for the day. What well, do I have? Seconds. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yep. I love it. No, I don't actually love that, but 
Yesterday, I must have been in REM or the deep state because that alarm went off and I'm like, what is that sound? I, it literally was like two minutes like, what is that thing? No, like, no, I'm awake. I just was not processing what an alarm was. <laughs> like, am I supposed to answer it? But it's not calling me. What is that? What is it doing? Is and I, I'm like, it? I was not processing it. The processor was off yesterday. Processor must have wanted to just sleep more. Now, do you feel like you have to quick get to the alarm? Like, is your, your the partner, the woman that you live with, your wife, um, is she a heavy sleeper? Or is she like, ugh, shall I turn it off? Like, you know. She will not do that. But mm-hmm. let me explain to you what goes on in my home. Okay. Excellent. All right. But you're, you're, in my, you're in my shoes for a moment. Okay. Okay, well, I didn't want to be in your bed, so I'm thankful that you put me in your shoes. Uh, Occasionally, occasionally, I will hit the snooze button, and then I get up at 5.09, all right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. On the rare occasion that I'm lazy, I hit it again. Latest I'm up is 5.18. But by 5.20, I'm in the kitchen, and I'm making my coffee and getting ready for Mm -hmm. my day, listening to a podcast, whatever. Then I get my coffee ready. I come into this room to grab my pen and my notebook because mm-hmm. for the next hour, I am taking notes for my wrestling podcast. I do it every right. morning. That's that's my time. Get it done. As I'm starting, usually setting up whatever show I'm watching, getting my notes ready, her alarm goes off. Now, at this point, it is usually 515. Okay. Mm-hmm. She will hit snooze. All right. So that takes us to 524. However, she also sets an alarm for 520. Mm-hmm. And 525. And 530. Uh-huh. Up uh-huh. until about 6 to 615. Nan, at about 540, I swear to you, there's like eight alarms going off one after another. And I'm like, <laughs> are you waking up? Woman. You women. Get up. Get out of bed. And and I'm like, is she okay? Like, because I'm like, it's gone on way too long. She usually hits snooze before this. What's going? Is she okay? No, she's okay. Yeah. Well, today she didn't have to go in and teach. They had some tests that they were doing. She had to go in and score the tests. So she was going to like where the district superintendent's office was. She wasn't even going to her school. She didn't need to be there until eight thirty. So she didn't need to leave here until six thirty. I mean, until 7.30. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 6.40, and I hadn't heard her get up. And so the alarm goes off, and I go, are you okay? Yeah, I don't have to leave until 7.30. Well, it's 6.40. I didn't know if you needed more time to get ready. No, just I'm fine. Just double-checking on you there, honey. Yeah, just double-checking, and then you close yeah. the door back. Yep, yep. <laughs> so, just yeah, she, sure. she is left. both a what-are-you-doing and a heavy sleeper, because she's like... Okay. That's the like, both worlds. I'm like, I understand. No, I understand the multiple alarms. I get that. I understand hitting snooze. Why are you starting at 515? Start right. at 530 if you're not getting up till 615 anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Give everybody another a couple more minutes of peace. Yeah, that's what I that's what I don't get. My um couple of weeks ago, my boss was like, 
I was on duty and he was on duty from the night before we had a student to go to the hospital. He was checking on to see if they had released this student. And so he messages me at 515, like, still hadn't heard from this student. I will try again. If not, can you follow up with them? <laughs> so I type back, sure, absolutely. And I know he was thinking, I just sent that because I thought it would just go and you would read it when you get up. Buddy, I've been up for 15 minutes. That's yeah, I've, I've been up. I'm already on page whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm on second page of, of taking notes. So, um, well, that's what I, I tell the folks I work with. I will happily, I will get up in the morning because we got to be out the door by 7, well, 7.15 to get kids to school. Anyway, so I'm up. Like, I will happily take the morning if y'all can take nighttime. So, like, I will take over whatever you needed. I will start, you know, so it works out really well. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I, I, when I, before I had even reached out to you to record, I'm like, the next time I record, man, I'm going to ask her this. Because it happened to me, not as severely as I'm going to ask you, but it did happen to me, which made me think of it. All right, let's say you're out the door at 7.15 to take your wonderful children to school. Mm -hmm. Across the street, I don't even know if your street is set up like this. Across the street, though, there's a car backed in, and there's two men just staring out. They're kind of like looking at you, but they're not really like they're not saying anything. You're like, oh, that's weird. You don't think anything else of it. You go, you drop the kids off. You're doing then whatever you do, and you pass a McDonald's, and you're like, ooh, I need to use the restroom. This is a clean McDonald's, and I have a hankering for a McMuffin. So you mm -hmm. go in. It's, you've timed it just right. You're in and out. It's five minutes. You use the restroom. You get your McMuffin. You come back outside, and this car is parked in the parking lot back then, and they're looking at you again. Again, they don't say anything. You're like, hmm, that's strange. Same car twice. You don't think anything else of it. You go to work. You do work things. It's almost 1130, and you're like, I've got to run to the bank. I will be right back. Goodbye, everybody. You go out. You go to the bank, you come out, and those same people are back into the space. Now, again, they've not said anything to you. They've not approached you in any way. How many times do you have to run into them before you would say, can I help you? Or do you just not say, or do you just not say anything and just rush away? Probably the, well, probably the third time. Now, uh, I would have... Take a note. What's so fun is I love that you use the meta, you know, the idea of across the street because we actually know our across the street neighbors, which is really fun. And so if someone was in their in their uh, driveway, that would be a problem. Um, but I'm realizing that this is just a fun story. It would take me number three, and I would honestly have to be looking for guns because in Fayetteville, you just never know if you piss off the wrong person, what that your life, you know, it could be over. So I think about the third time, I might be like, all right, nah, I'm being followed. This is not a coinky dink. Uh, the second time probably would have, you know, the first time like, huh, that's weird. Second time mm, getting paused. And then the third time really like, all right, 911, I think follow. Yeah. What, that, how many times did it take you? Because th this happened to me, not like across, like I went somewhere and I noticed, like, again, they were backed in and I felt like they were, but the area I was in, there were a lot of people and they could have just been waiting for someone. Mm -hmm. Went to the second place. Again, it was a big open place. I come back out. But they were, I think the thing of it is, is you, you know, even in Fayetteville, you come across a lot of the same cars. You're like, oh, I recognize yeah. that person from that. But it was like mm -hmm. they were, they were backed in 
again. That that was the thing. And I'm like, and that's yep. when it hit me like, hmm, are they following me? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, all right, if it happens again, I would be like almost like you, but I think I'd get back in my truck and see if they follow me. And then I'm calling, right. I'm calling 911 because where I'm at in Farmville, the Farmville PD and the university PD is the same. They go to the same center. They're different okay. police departments, but they, they, they have cross jurisdiction because of, mm-hmm. of the nature of the thing. So I would set up, I'm like, all right, I would say, this is what's happening. And I think this person is following me and is really freaking me out. What would you advise me to do? Right. <clears throat> you have the most interesting experiences. Like how, wow, that's wild that you twice that somebody was like, hello. Well, aren't, weren't you, was it you who you were at the McDonald's, uh, a McDonald's in Fable and somebody just climbed in your path? Oh yeah, no. Yeah. She, she jumped in my car and I'm like, get out of my car. Get out. What are you doing? Because oh, yeah. my old vehicle that I was driving, once you put it in drive, it would lock the doors automatically. The yeah. vehicle that I was driving then didn't do that. And so, and she, I mean, and she goes into her whole spiel about like, are you married? Well, not that it's any of your, <laughs> your exactly. business. Exactly. Uh, do you have Why? any, does it matter? Do you have any kids? And just that, yes, get out. No, get out of my car. No, I am not buying you food. Get out. Uh, no, she wanted me to take her somewhere. And, and I'm going to say this to you because you would get it. It would be like that point in Fayetteville where if you look to your left, you see a Waffle House, and you look to your right, you see a Waffle House. She yep. wanted me to drive her the distance of one Waffle House to another. I'm like, I can see the place. It's right there. Walk. Get your butt out of my car and walk. Yeah. It's wild. Fatal is yeah. the weirdest. Yeah. That's my annual Thanksgiving story. I call it Get Out of My Car because it was the day after That's a good one. That's a good one. And I'm like, you know what? I've had a rough few weeks. A lot of bad stuff has happened. I deserve a hot chocolate. But if I had known that was going to happen, I would have gotten it somewhere else. Or not gotten a hot chocolate. Take your butt home. Drink some coffee. Drink some water. (laughs) Oh, that's great. But I have kept you way, way too long. Uh, But before we go, do you have have a recommendation? Oh, man, you always tell me to prepare these, and I don't. Let's see. Um, I will recommend, if you do not have dental work, I will recommend Cracker Jack. It's opening day. It's a wonderful snack. Popcorn with caramel and some peanuts. It's like the best snack. So I will recommend. If you haven't had some in a while, go back and try some. Do they still have the prize at the bottom of the box? Uh, Yes, I think so. Now, the prize is should be with a small p with this is not a prize this is like you know a tattoo for your upper arm or whatever but yes i do believe i thought you said it was a prize with a small p if i get a tattoo for my arm i'm showing that to everybody look at this wild and crazy guy (laughs) whoa (laughs) so i've been trying to blog I've, i've been trying to blog every day and they give they give you a prompt if you don't no. And so what I do is I go back several prompts and I work from there just so that I can always have a prompt available. And if I don't like that days, I'm like, I'll think about it and go to another one. Mm-hmm. But I think the one that I actually have that's coming up tomorrow that says, if you got a tattoo, where would it be and what would you get a tattoo of? So what would that okay. be for you? 
Uh, I do not like have any desire whatsoever to get a tattoo. Uh, I'd probably have to be somewhere that would not be seen all the time. Although I know the like stigma is going away for that, I, which is great. Like I know businessmen have like full sleeves and that's rad. If you like that stuff, I'd really rather just have the cash. Um, but I don't know, probably a flamingo or something. They're my thing. How about you? What would you do? You know, I, I'm, but I'm like you. I, I I don't, I don't have any really a desire to to get a tattoo. Um, something, I don't know, like something like a comma, maybe. Like this is not the end. Like life is not a period. It's a a semicolon. Know, is, yeah, that'd be great. This is not. This is not. You know. I, I actually heard somebody say that because he was going into a Hall of Fame and he's like, this is a comma in my life. This is not a period. Mm-hmm. Or maybe this is an mm-hmm. exclamation point, but my life is not, I'm not ending it here. This is just, yeah. I'm launching into something new and I really appreciated that. Um, yeah, I love that. I will also say that, I need to look it up because I can't remember now what it is. Um it is a book that I read that I would say for everybody when we were talking about things earlier. Uh, where is it? Of course, it's going to be hard for me to find, right? Let's just search. <laughs> there you go. Is it another Stephen King? It is not a Stephen King Um uh, there's just one problem by a guy named Brian Gerwitz. Um mm-hmm. He used to write for the WWE, and now he's in charge of the Rock's production company. Um, oh, nice. Okay. And it's it's his autobiography about his time in wrestling. It's called "There's Just One Problem." Um, and part of the blurb on there was something that he learned from a wrestler that says. How do you move forward in your life when you are so full of fear? Mm-hmm. And what the person told him is that there's only one thing that you can do at that point, and that's become fearless. So I would say that. So that that is my yeah. that is my um, recommendation. There's just one problem um, by Brian Kerwitz. Um, mm-hmm. it, it will just give you a different view of life and how how your life can take a different path than you thought it was but somehow ends up okay anyway that's wonderful what would you say wonderful reminder oh what what would i would sorry which part am i responding to a recommendation Oh, oh, um, well, I, any of those books that I mentioned were, are really transformational, just wonderful. Um, I'm trying to think what else. What is Nan, what is Nan watching these days? What are you watching? Nan doesn't watch a lot. Nan does not sit still well for one. Um, but our, the comfort show that I just adore, which is new girl is actually going off of Netflix in April. So we're trying, I know, I know. I know. Um, so we're trying to make sure that we've seen that as much as possible. Um, but yeah, community is very popular in my home right now. So I'm hearing a lot of, I mentioned this Joel McHale, like in surround sound. So that's fun. Um, but yeah, 
So, so what are your evenings like? You've taken off your your businesswoman attire. You've gone yes, home for. Like, you've retired like for the evening. Yeah, your three piece suit Usually is off. Cleaning the damn kitchen. I didn't even use the kitchen, but it's cleaning the kitchen. And like, <laughs> um, in the uh, we have a a deck that I sit out on a lot and listen to a lot of podcasts and or just you know play like dumb bubble popping games so that I can just sort of like zone out. Um, so yeah, that's what our, that's what my evenings look like when I'm not on call, when I am on call, then it's sort of like hypervigilance ready for anything. But how often are you on call? Uh, it feels like a lot more recently. I would just, I just started back on again and I was just on like a week ago, but a lot of the folks in my office are heading to a conference next week. So, um, and I am not, haha. Um, anyway, well, probably once every, I think it's supposed to be every six weeks. So with the number of people, but yeah, but I'm an also, since I'm an early riser, I'm an early to better kind of gal. So evenings can be limited once you're done driving kids around and, you know, putting whatever you need away and doing the dishes, whatever that's your evening's kind of done. So. I, I get that. I'm on about three times a semester. I just went off mm-hmm. of last week. Um, so not this past Monday, but the Monday before that, the, the 20th is, when I went off and the whole week that I'm on, it's just, I'm one ball of anxiety. Yeah. Cause yep. I'm, you know, you're, feel, you're fielding calls from everything, but I will say here, and I really appreciate this. They really discourage you from having to go out to go to the scene. That's good. Because they say, how, do, how will your presence at the scene make it better? If it doesn't make mm-hmm. it better, then don't go. Which I, really do really which I really do appreciate, which I really do. Yeah, absolutely. That's good guidance. Um, but I still have to, uh, you know, you're fielding calls from all over campus and from the police and, you know, this, mm-hmm. this happened, this happened and, and then this happened. And um, a cat got loose and was on the ledge. Uh, oh, the, no. This was the, like I, less than a day left. It was on a Sunday and they're like, there's a cat on the ledge. Well, that's interesting. Leave it alone. Leave, leave the cat alone. It clearly wants to be there. <laughs> in the in the um, great immortal words of the late Coach Sink from from our beloved institution, uh, oh. leave the leave the cat alone. He would say all these people would always be like when he was a little boy near the beach. They would always go to this old man like, "There's a cat caught up in the in the tree, and we've got to get him." To leave the cat alone. And they're like, leave "But he'll." But but he'll starve. He goes, how many dead cats have you ever seen in a tree? <laughs> Which is true. Which is true. It's, he true. Goes, it's great. It's that, great. That, uh, great idea. The, the cat will get down. He goes, the cat will get down. Well, they got this cat, and, and the, it, it it went on somewhere. But at, regardless, leave the cat alone. Leave the cat alone. Mm-hmm. Great advice. Yeah. Um, but before I let you go, go ahead and plug everything that you've got. Uh, always happy to help anybody with their real estate needs and sales surrounding areas. And if you don't live here and you have real estate questions, I can answer them. Or I can find somebody who can help. I love a referral moment. Is what we call it. Um, that's uh, my dear husband wrote a book. If you are interested in hearing about uh, transformational experiences, it's called Controlled Burn. Um, it do not Google control burn. 
um, because you will find various and sundry uh, romance topics. And, uh, so anyway, just Jeremy Feebig controlled burn. So if you wanted to uh, hear about that, um, I'd be happy to share any information there. So that's cool. That's awesome. I'm going to flip it a little bit on a, I'm going to mm-hmm. um, support one of our one of our friends. Uh, before okay, I do good. that, though, I do have one more topic. I meant to get into this with you earlier. I don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not our friend Elon. I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave you. Elon's got his problems, but this is not Elon. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's our. It's our friend, Mr. Zuckerberg. I do believe. Uh huh. Um, I'm on the Facebook at the Joey Harris. Um, also on Instagram and Twitter and just made it easy for everybody. But I primarily get on Facebook to keep up with friends and mainly family members. Yep. Now, you know, having been on Facebook or having been around a Facebook, even if you didn't have a Facebook, if you scroll, eventually you get to people you may know. Uh-huh. Okay. So I'm scrolling through. Now, this is something that you should know about me. I never add anybody. You want to add me? That's fine. Yep, same. same. You've got you've got two friends and you're from Russia and I don't know you. Fine. We'll be let's be friends. Great. Come on, if bring you're, it on. If you're a bot, I'll then drop you, but whatever. You know, I've got two podcasts. People can listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm scrolling through and I'm I see somebody and I recognize the name because we follow each other on Twitter and we follow each other on Instagram. I learned about this guy through a wrestling podcast that I listened to. He's a nice guy. We've interacted a few times, but we're not close friends or anything like that. And we don't have any friends in common on the Facebook. I'm assuming he's just up there because we follow each other on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Okay. Keep scrolling. Our mutual um, friend TJ was just recently in a play. Ah, yes. And I got as a friend request the guy who played the lead in that play. It was the sound of music. I got the guy who played um, Captain Von Trapp. Captain. Mm-hmm. We don't have any friends in common. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like, Zuckerberg, are you having. Yeah, what are you doing? Is, over here, is Mark? my phone listening to me, Mark? Is my phone listening to me? Mm hmm. It probably is. Because I'm like, I mean, this guy was not tagged in anything. Mm-hmm. I, I, why, why am I getting him? We don't have any friends in common. Probably because your phones are in the same area. That happened to me one time. I was literally, a student drove by me. And I happened to open my phone. I was walking. Student drove by, waved. I happened to open my phone and looked at the Facebook. And there was, he was like, oh, this might be someone you know. Yeah, of course I know him, but what? So, yep, because your phones were triangulating. And that is creepy. But it is what it is. I have, this also cracks me up because I'm I'm not friends with one of them. We shared some uh, messages on Facebook Messenger because it was just an easy way to get in contact with each other. But I once was set up by my sister with one of her friends. It ended up not working out, but I don't wish this person any harm. We are just not Facebook friends. 
no 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 harm no foul she's married now and so on i hope she has a wonderful life about six months later i for a short time dated this other girl now we are still facebook friends she's married now so am i she's got two wonderful children i send her happy birthday messages no no ill will mm-hmm. then i noticed about two years ago they have become friends now i don't know how they became friends because they didn't live each, near each other at one point i think now one of them has moved closer to where the other one lived and that's how they became friends but i'm like wonder interesting if they, i wonder if they ever have like they talk about you you, you think so? Do. do you think so? Oh yeah, of course they do. I don't, of course they do. I don't think that they have put that together yet. Well, do you have other mutual friends? Or is it I mean, with too? the with the girl that I'm three, I guess. With the girl that I'm not friends with, yes, we have mutual friends, but not different different group like the girl i'm not friends with is friends with my sister and some other friends i know oh, through okay. her because she okay. they tried to set me up with this girl oh yeah yeah you said that i'm sorry well and, i don't know and, you might be worth talking about joe joseph harris well i don't know if i i think i did tell you this one time for a period of my life before i got with he, she who must be obeyed the woman i live with my wife um I was good luck Chuck to a plethora of women. Mm. Like they would date me. And then right after they dated me, they would find the person that they were supposed to be meant to be with. The fluffer. And if, and, and if it had happened like once, I'm like, okay, we were all of us at the time we're in our thirties. It's time to, you know, people start settling down. I was settling out because I was getting out of my first marriage, but uh, it was, but it just kept happening over and over and over again. And I know none of those people are friends with each other. Cause if I went back and looked down, I'm like, look, this happened and then this happened and then this happened. If I were single now, they'd be sending their single friends after me. Good luck, Chuck. I love it. Have you ever seen that movie? Not everybody had a love. No, I know a reference though. That was me. People had a love. Or something, or what they didn't want. I don't know. I I choose to think the the former rather than the latter. Yeah. All right. Well, Nan, thank you so very much. Always fun to chat with you, my friend. Always fun to chat with you. We will do it again sometime. Uh, Thank you all so very much. Take care of yourselves.